everyone. Welcome back to For the Girls. We're super excited for this one. We've been thinking about it for a while. We're going to get into how to pick a Grand Prix to attend, how to get tickets, what it's like to be at the race, our top tips for the specific races we've been to, and hopefully it's helpful if you're thinking about going to a Grand Prix. To listen to the full episode, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash for the girls. I'm Sarah. I'm Chessa. And I'm Tiggy. Okay, so to start, how to pick a Grand Prix. I think something we've talked about before, but something that's super cool about F1 is just how different and unique each Grand Prix is. They truly feel representative of the place and the culture you're in. According to Gunther in his book, they he says they used to be a bit more standardized and similar regardless of location, but these days they really seem to embrace the location and the culture wherever they are, and I think that's such a treat. Definitely. So every Grand Prix we've been to has felt really different and kind of like a learning experience for us since we don't have a home New York City Grand Prix. In Austria, for example, we felt like we got to learn so much about the history of the country and experience the culture on, I would say, a pretty deep level through the lens of F1, but even outside of that too. So. I think there's so much to learn from going to a Grand Prix and seeing a country that way. Shout out to Max and the city of Graz. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I feel like you can't go wrong when you're picking one. Like, at least in terms of the experience, I think you're going to have a good experience. But then there's just like certain things to think about. So I think for the first one, for sure, it's location. Um, Obviously, or it might seem obvious, but they are weekend long experiences you spend a lot of time exploring the host location outside of the track. So it's kind of fun to kill two birds with one stone by going to a Grand Prix in a location you've been wanting to go to anyways, tack on a couple days, like make a whole trip out of it. Um, so there's definitely a lot of things to consider when you're picking a location. I think the first one would be rural versus city. So pros and cons to to both, obviously, depending on which city we're talking about. But generally, rural tracks are harder to get to. But like we said in our Austria recap, it is really dedicated fans. Like the energy is super intense. It's very racing centric versus a city, take Miami, where you have people, celebs. It's very accessible. People are just showing up kind of like for the hype or the experience. But with the pro of a city is that there is a lot to do outside of being at the track. So just a few things to think about. Another thing to consider is whether you want to go to a street circuit versus a classic track. It's very different vibes. It's hard to generalize since not all street circuits are the same, but generally they can have rougher road surfaces and lack the same facilities and space of other tracks. But on the other hand, they can be a bit easier to plan for and have more of a historical feeling like Monaco and Baku. And another big thing to think about here is that it's often much harder to do general admission at a street circuit. Another factor is whether you want to go on a sprint versus a normal weekend. We've been lucky enough to get to experience both, and sprint weekends are really fun in person because you basically get three full days of excitement. You have quality on Friday, then the sprint shootout and the sprint on Saturday, and then the race on Sunday, so it even feels like a bit of a kind of extended weekend. Yeah. And then a few other things. So price, sort of stating the obvious, but not all Grand Prix are made equal when it comes to cost. I think it's important to factor in ticket prices, which can really vary by Grand Prix, but also other considerations, flights, trains, 
gas if you're driving. Those can be very different depending on where you're going, how expensive are hotels and Airbnbs in that location, what's the cost of living in that city or the country that you're going to because everything can add up so it's and you know things can balance out. So maybe if the flights are more expensive to a certain place, but it's a lot cheaper once you're there for hotels or Airbnbs or restaurants, then maybe it evens out. So just something to keep in mind. And also something to think about the price too is the cities, especially cities that don't usually have a lot going on except for the Grand Prix weekend, hotel prices will really skyrocket when there's a GP there. So that's good to think about if you want to book ahead. Yeah, for sure. And then just two other quick things around picking. So this may sound minor and a bit silly, but lap length is something to keep in mind. That was one thing that was so nice about Austria was how short the lap was. So we got to see the cars like over 70 times versus going to a track with a super long lap. You'll see the cars less. So that's something to keep in mind if you really are like trying to squeeze out the bang for your buck in terms of like how many <laughs> times am I going to see these cars Dollar go around. Dollar per car appearance. <laughs> getting, exactly. Getting very specific here. Yes. And then last one, which I think this is a really fun one to think about, is just Are there home drivers or home teams at these locations? I think some races are heavily dominated by fans of specific teams and drivers. Mexico, super heavily Checo, of course. Austria was basically a Verstappen home race. (laughs) Austin had tons of McLaren and Checo fans, but it wasn't hugely dominant either way. Of course, you'll have races like Monza and Silverstone where you know what you're getting, but it can be really fun to experience races that heavily favor a driver or a team, even even if it's not your driver or team, like I'm more of a Mercedes fan, but it was really cool to experience Austria and the Orange Army. It just, I think, gives you more of an appreciation for all fans. So shout out to that. I love that. You know what we love about our Tacova's cowboy boots? You can wear them all year round and for literally any occasion. Of course, you can wear them at the rodeo or at the ranch, but since we're in New York City, we've been getting creative. I even wore mine with a polka dot dress and tights to Sarah's birthday party at a fun, trendy bar in New York City. Tacova's is Western to their core, and they believe in Western for all, handmaking their boots from the most premium leathers. And if you can't make it to a store, visit tacovas.com. that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. And as a special bonus for you, Tacova's is throwing in a free trucker hat or ball cap worth $30 for all online orders over $100. Just use code F1 at checkout. Again, for a limited time, just enter code F1 at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacova's. only at Tacovas.com. In terms of getting tickets, this is definitely a bit of an operation. So try to get tickets as soon as you can. And if you're aware of it in advance, so now would be a good time to start looking for the 2024 season. Even if tickets aren't on sale yet, you can sign up for email notifications for when tickets go live from both the main F1 website and then also from the local circuit or promoter. And a lot of the times, the race organizers or promoters or the circuit itself handle their own ticket sales on the circuit website, and then the F1 website will also have sales. But for a lot of races, there can be different or more availability directly through the track itself as compared to the F1 website. This is especially true for Miami and Vegas, which is interesting. There's much more available on the circuit websites, and the main F1 website was kind of more geared towards the premium hospitality that F1 itself runs. And then Miami and Vegas, one thing to keep in mind, they do this weird thing where even for normal grandstands, the buttons on the site will say 
inquire for more info instead of just leading you to a seat map. Do not ask me why. I have no idea. But <laughs> do this and you'll get connected via email with a very nice person who works for the circuit and can send you options. So of course they might kind of try to push you towards certain things to so be direct about what you're looking for. Like if they email saying, here's what we have, you can say, oh, I'm, I'm really interested in the turn 10 grandstand. What do you have there? Um, also, Vegas has a lot of hotels and casinos with ticket packages, which is uh, quite unique to Vegas. So definitely there's a lot of options and routes to look out outside of just the F1 website. Sarah is our ticket extraordinaire and has a lot of really nice relationships with ticket people across <laughs> the circuits in the United States. <laughs> Um, so if you don't manage to get tickets through all of the awesome options that Sarah just said, or you're, maybe you're like a little bit late, there is a secondhand market. It's a great option, but definitely be careful about which sites you're going to. Um, there tend to be fees, so it's best to get them direct from the source if possible. But of course, you can look on places like StubHub, Vivid Seats. I know some people have got theirs through like Via GoGo. We got our Oscar tickets through StubHub. Really liked the experience. Um, but one thing to be mindful, though, is when the tickets will actually become available for download. So our tickets were available for PDF download on StubHub a week before the race, even though we bought tickets several months. So just like make sure you're keeping track of when you got the ticket, when it's available. Don't do not wait until you're like on the way to the track to download them. We had a friend do that. And unfortunately, it did not work out well for him. And <laughs> definitely be careful if you're venturing outside of the main big site. So if there's a ticket reseller that you trust and have used for concert tickets, that's a good route. Um, for example, our one friend, he used like a small specific reseller for the Mexico tickets. It was a disaster. His tickets weren't there. Customer service didn't help him on the way to the track when he was trying to get the tickets. So definitely just we have, I think all everyone listening here is probably like knows what they're doing, but just be careful. <laughs> Shout out to Dylan. Watch the Mexico Grand Prix from the Airbnb. <laughs> so sad. He, not to put him on the spot, but he also lost his phone on the trip. <laughs> Dylan, I hope you're not listening to this. Anyway. <laughs> Another thing to keep in mind is wristbands versus transferable tickets. So and the next question to ask is whether you want to go all three days, and if so, if you want to buy the tickets all together or separately. So for some circuits like Miami, if you buy a three-day pass, you can split off and sell the Friday tickets if you don't want to go or can't go that day. But for Austria, the three-day tickets can't be split up like that. So it is often easier and less expensive to get the three-day pass, but just poke around at options for buying each day individually. Sometimes it's better, but tickets are much less expensive on Friday and even sometimes Saturday. So that could be a fun opportunity, for example, to sit uh, on Friday or Saturday in a grandstand that's more expensive uh, on Sunday and then sit somewhere else or do general admission on Sunday. So there are ways to kind of splice and dice um, or just go for one day for example, if, if that's what works. Honestly, when it's your first Grand Prix, the most exciting thing is just listening to the cars race. And so you're going to hear that Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So true. And in terms of the big decision of general admission versus grandstands, and then if you do grandstands, where you want to sit, the key here is to do a ton of research. We did general admission at Austin in 2021, and we had an amazing time, an amazing experience, but we also picked a bit more of a random portion of the track to sit at. We were between turns 18 and 19, whereas the big overtaking zones like turn one were super crowded. Yeah. And 
generally speaking, general admission will be better at classic tracks that are outside the city like Austin or Austria because there's a lot of grass and open space to move around, but it can be much tougher at street circuits to find a good place to watch in general admission. And oftentimes there's much less availability for general admission tickets in the first place. So for grandstands, you really need to dive in to figure out the best turns to sit at. The start-finish grandstands are really exciting to see the start and the pit stops, but in general, I think it's usually more fun to sit at a turn where there's a lot of overtaking, where there's a big braking zone instead of on a straight. So first start with a circuit or grandstand map, look at pricing to see what's possible, then literally just Google things like best turn to sit at Austria GP. (laughs) Really high tech. (laughs) Yes, extremely advanced. And click through the sites and articles. Two examples we really like, F1 Destinations and the F1 Spectator are great sites. They have a lot of information on the view from particular turns. Then I would look at the quali and the race recap from last year and see what corners get mentioned a lot. You know, something like there was a big overtake at turn 10 or lots of track limits issues at turn 11 or whatever it is to see where there is the most action. So if you want to dive in even more, like this is extra, extra credit, rewatch last year's race, see what parts of the track (laughs) look exciting to you or just, you know, we're giving it all. (laughs) Um, Something also that's interesting to think about, track elevation and vantage points make a big difference. So Uh, A lot of that you can find out through the online articles or just from looking at photos, pull up a topography map, like, (laughs) 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 but Austria was amazing. Gotta do what you gotta do. (laughs) (laughs) Because with the elevation changes, you can see multiple parts of the track from your seat. So that's something to keep in mind. And yeah, if you're sitting at like a high aspect, that could be really cool. So for our specific grandstand recommendations... (laughs) 